I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Now, I need you all for a project. James Jeffrey is a friend of Robert's. He's sponsoring Dumpty Dum. He is very nearly as clever as Robert and actually slightly more creative. He builds prototypes for the web and does some amazing things with data for arts and culture. In fact, I may ask him to work on the village website if I can loosen Jennifer's grip on the thing. He's worked with all the best people, you know. The BBC Research and Development team, creating interactive story explorers for Home Front and Peaky Blinders. For the London Philharmonic Orchestra, creating a prototype of a searchable archive of their historic performances. Once, he even built some tweeting receipt printers for a Bill Drummond exhibition. Now, that's the kind of innovation we need for the Village Show. So if you'd like to talk to him about your project idea, you could get in touch with him at... Robert, Robert, what's his email address? James at shedcode.co.uk That's James at s-h-e-d-c-o-d-e dot co dot u-k or you could have a browse of his website shedcode dot co dot u-k do tell him I was looking for him if you see him won't you I want him to design me a digital research of stone <laughs> G'day guys it's Jembe and I'm still a dundee diddler Dum dee dum dee dum dee da, dum dee dum dee da da, dum dee dum dee dum dee da, dum dee diddly da, dum dee diddly dum dee diddly dum dee diddly da, dum dee dum dee dum dee dum dee dum dee diddly da. This is Dum Dee Dum, the show about the reality docudrama drama that has centered at Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the heartfelt proposal that is Royfield Brown, and with me are the heartfelt rejection that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of this year's most unromantic jester, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dum Dum comes from Jem Bay Archibald, our junior upside down Facebook correspondent. Well done, you. Um, Juicy Loose. Mm-hmm. If someone would like to join Jem Bay in sending a Dum Dum, how can they do that? Uh, if you'd like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or be thanked for gracefully granting a divorce when in actual fact you have no grounds to contest it on whatsoever, ring us on 02030313105 or leave us a message uh, on SpeakPipe. Uh, thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups, Shed Code for sponsoring us, and to Derek 
for the Lone in the Back Bedroom. Uh, Derek is planning some theatre trips this year. It's one Ooh. of his New Year's resolutions. He says he'll not be satisfied until he's had a glimpse of Dame Judy's Clytemnestra. <laughs> I tell you what I want to see this year. What? Hamilton. What's that? What do you mean? You don't know what Hamilton is? No. You're so plugged in to the British arts and culture scene that you do not know of the smash hit hip-hop musical Hamilton, which is all about Alexander Hamilton, the founding father, one of the founding fathers of America. It's been a total smash on Broadway. Do you remember Vice President-elect Mike Pence went to a theatre production and was booed? It was Hamilton. It was Hamilton. They said, then Trump said, no, he wasn't booed. Yes, he was booed. He was, they were very rude, very rude, these people. Well, yes. He was kind of booed at the start, but then the uh, the cast gave a heartfelt speech afterwards because Mike Pence is this um, a doyen of conservatives and yes. had a law. He was a, He's the governor of oh, some Midwestern state, and I forget exactly which one. And he ha- he believes in gay conversion. He wanted to ban oh, gay oh, marriage, etc. And then there he was, you know, in one of the most liberal bits of the United <laughs> States, you know, in the most liberal p- of pursuits, a musical. Surely he'd have been happier at me and my girl. What the hell was he doing? Well, the opera. What was he you, doing there? You, you, uh, but uh, absolutely. But even just to be in a New York theatre, which is all about diversity yeah. of every kind of shade and colour and, and thought process you know he was setting himself up to be talked to and, and he was but he took to, to be fair to him he took it in good stead but anyway Hamilton is the breakout hit musical of the last two years in the states and it's going to San Francisco this year and there's going to be a British production and it's all about Alexander Hamilton as I said one of the founding fathers of the United States who's this kind of uh, bastard um, immigrant in that he was born in the Caribbean and he goes and helps the American Revolution and it's done and it's it's a hip hop musical and um, yeah. a lot of the characters like uh, George Washington is black and they've kind of reversed it and and it's uh, it's rather good and at the end of this podcast uh, I'll play one of the two of the tunes it's it's just very good and the guy yeah. uh, Miranda who's written it uh, you will just you just an utter linguistic genius. Um, it's very, very good. That's what I want to see this year. So, so, so we'll expect uh, Linda to do a tribute to this next year's Christmas show. You know what? We? I think so. With the... Usha playing everything. <laughs> no, well, there's Amy Franks. Amy... Oh yes, Usha she... and Amy Franks. And then, and then Anisha, the, the the new uh, the new vet. She could come oh, in too. Oh yes, yes, yes. Then, then there's <laughs> no, there's another one. Then there's Amy Franks' if gran. Did... Yeah. Ifty. Oh, then Usha's grandmother, a mother, can yep. come from Wolverhampton. <laughs> yep. And then, oh, I, this is probably Archer's extra. We're reaching now. We're no, reaching. Well, there was one male black character who was the doctor who used to be on EastEnders, who's Amy Franks's uh, no good boyfriend. But I think that oh, might. Oh, yes, the married one. Mm hmm. Yes, so... because they couldn't have her with a white bloke, could they? No. <sighs> well, I don't believe in the, the mixing of the races. <laughs> oh, it's the children I feel sorry for. Who makes you race as long as you drink more? Bloody hell. On this week's episode, there'll be no more talk of Hamilton, the musical. Well, there probably will be, actually. But the, the... <laughs> Barwick Green, who's focused on marital harmony. Miriam, 
is horrified by Tom. You're not the only one there, Miriam. Bye-bye, uh, bye-bye, Steve, who wants Debbie to be less perfect. Jacqueline Berteau, who's got a long arm quilting machine. Maeve, who says Joe's due to be eaten by a ferret. And bringing up the rear with a spoon, who says Tom is a pinhead. But first, before Segway chats to, to Broadway musicals and racial mixing, it's Lucy Freeman's Week in Ambridge. The Jolly Aldridges went to what sounded like the most boring New Year's party in the whole world. Gay Grables, Tommy Croaked It Jr. and his Palm Court Orchestra tinkled genteely in the background <laughs> while Lillian huffed about having worn her best knickers, the ones with the Velcro, just in case Justin did turn up after all. Jennifer <laughs> gritted her twin set and had a go at enjoying herself and then got cross with her husband. Brian panicked at the thought that Justin not getting his oats with his sister-in-law might jeopardise his land grab. Threw money at the problem. This didn't work either. Brian, I'm not a small child that you need to distract with something shiny. On Oh, new bathroom. Oh, that's a thought. Maybe with something for Lillian. Some sort of special shower attachment. A 22-year-old gym instructor called Joaquin, maybe. So, for how long has Tracy Horribin been attractive? I pictured her with a Croydon facelift eating a Greg's pasty. But suddenly, she's got it going on, according to Tom. In my experience, that generally means a sizable chestal area. But who knows? Mind you, then Tom <laughs> went on to refer to Tracy as flighty because she's had more than one boyfriend and changed her job a few times. Says the man who dumped his girlfriend at the altar, started a sausage business, then a ready meal business, then a pig business, then emigrated, then came back and is now making mashed up pigs for babies. Pompous mm. ass. Tracy certainly showed a level of dedication in her fondness for Roy, attaching herself to his face like a Dyson. He looked like mm -hmm. Leslie Ash by the time she'd finished. That scene also featured some of the most unpleasant sound effects I have ever heard. It quite put me off my Ovaltine and I longed for those halcyon days when we were in the shower with the matey bubbles, Sid and Jolene. Mm -hmm. Tom then continued the trend of being an absolute knob-end by progressing from harassing Kirsty to promising to leave her alone, to asking her to move in with him, to promising it to leave her alone again, to asking her to marry him, at which point she'd need him smartly in the groin. And if she didn't, she should have done. And now, <laughs> and now some, some really quite sad news. I mean, it's a terrible blow, and I'm not sure how they'll cope, but Rex and Toby, they... Um, I'm sorry, this just made me really emotional. <laughs> They're not getting any more money from their father. I mean, I don't know how any of us would cope without our trust funds. I mean, this is real rural poverty. They're down to the last rugby shirt, the last ski trip. Oh, the humanity. Rob and Adam had a hissy little exchange in a wheat field. Basically, every time Rob challenged Adam about the fact that he's turned profitable land into a bramble-covered dust bowl, <laughs> Adam said, and how are your children? Oh, yes, you don't see them, do you? Ha, 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 ha. Then the Button Girls wrote something really unpleasant but entirely accurate on Rob's car. Ambridge 2, Tichinob nil. The most startling thing was that Roy Tucker seems to have developed psychic abilities. He was able to detect the fact that Krusty was up the clangor simply by Tom acting bizarrely and something being up. Tom's acted bizarrely for most of his adult life. So quite how Roy drew that conclusion, God knows. But I think he should get some sort of psychic telephone line. He'd make a fortune. Mm -hmm. Talking of Tom, Bridge Farm with Helen back at the helm has returned to its usual crazy menu ideas. Kale, apple and walnut soup. That's what you find in the bottom of a guinea pig hutch when it's thrown its food into its water bowl. And pork curry with cauliflower rice. 
that is apparently going under the aisle marked clean eating rather than joyless muck. <laughs> Johnny invited his new best friend, Freddie Pardew, to come and eat chips with him and then burn the house down. Johnny and Freddie have clubbed together, added it up, and between them, they've now got seven brain cells. Freddie is struggling to learn to drive because he gets confused between the foot go down faster and the foot go down stop and the backwards stick. Johnny can't count to 30 and doesn't know things are hot when they come out of the oven or that really, really hot cupboard, as he calls it. Ah, oh, burns! Brilliant! Toby <laughs> went to the shop to buy a card to accompany the bouquet. He bought Pip to apologise. I'm not sure anyone makes cards that say, to a special girlfriend, sorry for making you have to dress up as a six-foot goose. It's a bit niche. Other news from the <laughs> shop. Susan, tired of Jimus's verbose pussyfooting around, threw Titchy Knob out so hard he bounced halfway to Keeper's Cottage. Happy New Year, Susan. You rock. Oh, <laughs> I quite enjoyed that this week. Well done, well done, Freeman. <laughs> I I love, th- I, I like the fact that you can go through the gears, not just linguistically, but also with a range of emotions too. <laughs> God, I you had me, out, you had me well enough. I pulled out all the stop, the dramatic stops. So I'm going for the Golden Globe next year. You, you God, you, you you're going to get it. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't laugh well up. Those poor boys. Those poor boys. But if you remember rightly, <laughs> do you remember Jojo Sexy Heels? Well over a year ago. Yeah, well, she she said there's no way that they're, they're, yeah. that they're making enough money out of this to exist. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. And um, yeah, that shows you what a smart set of listeners we have. Exactly. So, right then. Um, we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about Tom right now, are we? We're we going to, you know, mention him with the calls. About that. Yes. Mm. But oh. I tell you what, though, Tracy Horobin, she's <laughs> properly back. She's not just somebody who's mentioned she off, is, is she? Yes, really, really back. Yes, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and and like, dog, though, honestly, oh god, I was thinking, how long is this going to go on for? They were holding a parish council meeting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, I did wonder where where she got her looks from. And like you, I think it means that she's uh, a bit liberal with showing the cleavage. I think mm-hmm. she's uh, a woman of, of ample proportions yeah. and uh, she likes to kind of display them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is absolutely fair enough and good on her. But it's just that kind of transition from she was sort of a bit of a laughing stock before to all of a sudden she's a possibility now and well well but she's got to be because you can't just you know to to move it on she's got to have something there's got to be some chance of a reprecure thing the exchange there (laughs) (laughs) but well hmm but when you say she's got to you know she's got to have something kind of going for her you know and you mean looks wise um this is tom is well yeah so tom is a bit a little bit of a grown-up but not much of one emotionally she was that but i mean roy would have gone wait get no wouldn't he when she'd sort of hoovered him up but Mm. you know there was there were signs but to to be fair well you know let's accurately look at roy's roy's situation here he hasn't had a sniff of anything for a year and a half since last since last year summer summer before summer before last has he with Elizabeth, yeah. so mm. and then when Haley yeah, those dates with people, yeah, but I'm um, yeah, but I mean, but he hasn't even kissed anybody, has he? 
No. He no. hasn't. So, and it is New Year's. You know, if you're going to be at your weakest, it's going to be when you've gone 18 <laughs> months without a sniff of anything. And old Tracy just hangs around waiting for people too weak to fight her off. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. But we've got her back and long may she remain back is all I've got to say. Yeah. But though, hopefully she's not going to be, you know, nothing but comedy relief. You know, yeah, and and she's a good foil for Susan as well. So so that's you know proper thumbs up from me. Yeah. Mm. Right. Um, anything else to say before we do call her in, Riz? No. 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 You sound like Charles de Gaulle when Britain wanted to join <laughs> the EU. No. <laughs> Hello, Ambridge 3962. Who's first, Lucy? Barrett Green. Ooh. Hello, Ambridge Diaspora. This is Barrett Green, spelled Barwick, pronounced Barrick. I've been listening to the Archers for about 50-something years, and I hadn't missed an episode for about mm, 15 years, I think. Not one episode missed. Um, But then I stopped listening out last July, as many people did. Um, problem was that when I got married, my wife, who didn't really listen to the archers, nonetheless, if she was in the room when it was on, would speak. She would ask questions. Isn't that the one who? Who's say, who is speaking now? All that sort of stuff. So in the interest of marital harmony, I took to listening to the archers uh, last thing at night in bed, whilst my wife was in the shower and unable to interrupt me. Um, the problem was the Rob story. Every single night, week after week, I ended up so angry and upset that I was unable to sleep. And so I just stopped listening. And I stopped listening to Dumpty Dum as well. Anyway, on the 2nd of January, after reassurances from Dumpty Dummers that it was safe to return, uh, I've started listening again. And I've discovered that an awful lot has happened in the six months that I've been away. Um, I I thought you'd look after things for me while I was gone, but clearly you've made a total hash of it. Um, Pip is shacked up with the the wrong fair brethren. Um, Kirsty seems to have a a chipolata in the oven. Um, and, and all sorts of, of dreadful things have happened whilst I've not been looking. I, I just thought you'd, you'd keep an eye on things a bit better than that for me. Uh, but And I was tempted, actually, to give up. But uh, then uh, last night's episode um, on the, the 4th of January was truly stunning, um, with Susan telling Rob where to go in no uncertain term, terms. Uh, so well done, Susan, and I think I'm going to stick with it for a while if we're going to have more of that kind of thing. Um, I've always thought that Susan would have benefited from a far better education than the one she unfortunately received. She's obviously very bright, um, even if she is a bit of a gossip and has ideas above her station. But yes, well done, Susan. And um, I'll sure start listening to the Dumpty Dum podcasts again very shortly, I think, having been brave enough to come back to, to the Archers. So keep up the good work, team. Thank you. Rupert! Naughty Rupert, you have been gone for a very long time. Uh, and <laughs> that's a very, that's a, you made me laugh a lot in that call. The idea of you waiting for your wife to go into the shower so you can listen without her going, Who's that? Is she the one who's the brother? <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, I think, where you're sort of 
you're quite touched that somebody wants to, you know, be involved in your thing and also resisted the urge to shout, will you shut up? Because you want to actually mm. listen to what happens. Um, you will find, whoop, to the, unlike the archers, we are just the same. The bum jokes are all still the same bum jokes, mm. uh, but we have let side down badly. Uh, but we did get rid of Titchinob for you in your absence, so surely we can claim some points for that, I think. You know what? I'd actually missed what? him. And I'd noticed what? that even... Rupert! Ah, I thought you meant Rob. No. He's still sodding there. No, 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 no. I missed him. In fact, I said to Derek the other day, where is Rupert, I said. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, not hanging around our Facebook page or no. anywhere around Dum Dum because no. he, at the start of it, he was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And didn't he go off to the Sudan, the South Sudan or some somewhere exotic? Did he? Yeah. Well, he we... went free, but I don't know if the, going to the South Sudan is a euphemism for going freelance. No, sure. Well, <laughs> no, but I think that's ex- almost exactly where he went. We had a chat. Didn't he come to our live recording? No. Mm. He came to something. I've... He came to our award ceremony mm-hmm. and I went to his leaving do. Mm-hmm. And... I've had a chat with him somewhere, okay, and he said he's doing this radio thing, he's setting up radio stations, being a consultant, and he mentioned Juba, and I went to South Sudan, he went, oh, and I went, yeah, I'm a map nerd, and and we had a chat about the South Sudan, and he was either about to go or just come back, or it was imminent, it was something or Ah. another, yeah. Anyway, nice (laughs) nice to have you back, sir. And long may you contribute to this podcast. Yes. We got anything else to say about Rupert? No. Have we just outed him? Because it's, 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 it's Barrett Green. Yeah. Maybe he's there's a reason why he doesn't want his name banded all around the, the podcasting interwebs. Tough. Well, yeah, we have outed you. Sorry, mate. Anyway, who's next, Lucy? <laughs> uh, Steve. Ooh. Hello Dumpty Dum, it's Steve here from Poole. I wish when Tamsin does come back on The Arches every year that the scriptwriters would stop being awestruck and starstruck and make her have a bad time. She seems to swan in every Christmas like the, the good fairy, cast her magic then bug her back off. You know, I wish she would sort of... I wish the scriptwriters would just not... Be in awe of her and make her less perfect than she is. Although she is a great actress, I do admit. But I'm just a bit sick of the... No, it's not her fault. It's just the scriptwriters being a bit sort of starstruck. Another thing, the fair brethren, they have allowances. How old are they? My bloody 18-year-old daughter gets an allowance from me and I begrudge her that. I mean, how old are they? They're in their 30s and they get allowances from daddy. Bloody hell, it's no wonder they can't make money and they're useless. And as for the Brighton stuff, I don't know where that's going to go, but uh, obviously some sort of child or whether <clears throat> Toby's into the the gay scene there and, uh, and is doing a sort of bit of yin and yang. But I don't know. Missed you. Hope you're okay. And anyway, bye bye from me. Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye. I love you. Bye bye, bye bye. You go first. No, you go on. Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye. Moi, bye bye. Yes, I do know what you mean there, Stephen. There is a little bit of <laughs> of 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 the cow and the tout, but I think she's 
Debbie's not sort of, Debbie just sort of zooms in as as a kind of like you said not really a fairy godmother it's more like a consult an emotional consultant she just zooms in gives everybody some perspective on their problems and then sods off again and then leaves them to sort of fight out the how mm. how they're actually going to fix it themselves you know while she's tiddling around in hungary um she's not if she was around long enough she wouldn't be perfect obviously no, but we absolutely. just get this idea that she is because she just comes in and, and Jennifer's going, oh, Debbie, darling, I'm so glad you're back. La, la, la. And Brian's going, oh, thank God you're here to protect me against nasty old Adam. And Adam's going, hurrah, you're here to back me up against Brian. And she's everybody's kind of um, St. Bernard dog, isn't she? Mm. But 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 she's not around long enough for her to get on our wick. But, you know, I'm sure uh, she she would do because everybody gets on our wicks because we're extremely grumpy persons, aren't you we? You speak for yourself. Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know there, there's many a character like fallon that never gets on my wick but on a, but on a serious point about debbie and and you've kind of almost nailed it completely there it's because um she is just an occasional character she's obviously a fan favorite and also the writers don't want to completely write her out so she has these cameos yeah and yeah. The ca- and the cameos need to be somewhat kind of asinine in that she cannot really affect a storyline either way because no. there, yeah. there is no follow-up because she's just not around so in effect she just become the moral conscience of yeah. us the listener and also a plot device just to give us a narrative yeah. as to yeah. actually what's happening she could basically read out the synopses that exactly the... <laughs> exactly meanwhile over at bridge farm but but at <laughs> le- this day. yeah exactly but at least she's been kept alive so to speak yeah. so that if they and when kill her off, though, and, the, and it would be too odd if she never came back and mm. i can't see jennifer going to hungary to visit her or anything hmm i've got a sneaky feeling brian no, she, and jennifer did, did. Yeah, yeah yeah but you know it's not, not like a regular thing yeah 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 i've never been to budapest no have i mm, really want to go anyway we'll invite you now you've said that (laughs) (laughs) oh that'd be lovely (laughs) who's next lucy uh miriam oh yes hello i'm miriam um i've called in twice once to whistle to you and once to tell you uh about a dream that i had that features the archers i believe i didn't quite follow the rules last time um i'm from edinburgh i was walking my dog bertie last time i phoned and I'm a copywriter so in tourism, so if Ambridge ever needs the uh, village websites pursed up, I'd be willing to help or write a guide of the local area. Also, I'm at Marisma on Twitter, and I'm a reluctant Barton, I think. Batten, maybe. It was um, Sam's affair with Ruth, I remember, as being the main storyline when I joined the Archers as a student. Basically, I just wanted to phone up and say that I'm concerned. People have been concerned about Rob for a while, potentially flying off the handle. I know we stepped back on the divorce now, and he seems to be kind of accepting his relationship with Jack. But I'm worried that uh, the vicar has told him to pick his battles, and that he might pick a battle about his son Henry. Oh, that was Bertie. And do something silly, as other people have speculated, so... I'm pretty worried. I'm also really shocked by Tom uh, and his behaviour with Kirsty. I really, really find that unbelievable that he would think after everything he did to her and everything Helen's just been through that marriage would really be something that would be she would be keen to do. I think maybe he's just got 
a bit of that baby brain going on. All right, better go. Oh, God, Miriam, yes, the village website does need sprucing up. Have you noticed that Jennifer <laughs> only... Uh, Jennifer only... Whenever anyone's asking her to do something she doesn't want to do, she says, I can't, I'm far too busy with websites. And there's all this clicky, 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 as if she's doing something terrifically important. Uh, um, but then the rest of the time, it never, ever gets updated because nobody updates anything on it unless there's unless she wants something, i.e., you know, to stop Route B or whatever. Then all of a sudden, it's terribly important that I do the website. Yes, the website. And she makes it sound like Wikipedia or something. And it's probably only four pages long. Mm-hmm. Um, now, horrified by Tom. Mm. Oh, God, yes. I stood there. And I actually said, what are you doing to my radio? <laughs> Which I do appreciate is a bit nuts. But I just couldn't believe it's absolutely in character and brilliantly written. But breathtakingly stupid of Tom, which has reminded me that Tom is breathtakingly stupid, really. I'd, I'd sort of... I'd, well, I'd he's a bloke. what an idiot he was because, because of the whole Helen thing and he'd been quite supportive and nice. And then he Tom does things like that. Tom is a bloke. He's a bloke. He's not breathtakingly stupid, but he's a bloke. And he's wrapped up somewhat in his own world. Uh, at least he has been. This new incarnation of Tom has been a... joint venture. <laughs> We've got this joint venture. <laughs> because i've got something to say about this right shall we shall we Mm. um attached with a to we attach with a spoon to the end of this yeah yeah Yeah. all right then so so here's with a spoon hey baby i hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs mercy Greetings, Lucy Royfield, Millie Bell, and Dumpty Dummers around the world. With a spoon and Angus Haggis here, wishing you all a happy new year. Yesterday, this Jewish guy from New York learned that if you don't take your Christmas decorations down by the Epiphany, it's major league bad luck. I didn't have the heart to tell husband that we had already missed the deadline by taking it down on the 7th. He's not so good in math. Anyway, a couple of Ambridge residents have had their share of misfortune this week, even before the 12th night. First, Lillian, and perhaps a chance for Lucy to lob, and I told you so, back in Royfield's direction. A while back, I sided with Lucy when she said that it would not be good news for Lillian when she commenced La Fair Justin, both from a personal and professional perspective. Now she's depressed, and Justin has not returned her business emails as well. I don't hold much faith in crystal balls. Psychiatrists prefer to analyze the past and not predict the future. So Justin may come back and announce that he's left Miranda for Lillian, but I don't see that coming. The other sad sack is, of course, Tom. If you had asked me in the middle of the week, I would have given a prediction sure to go wrong and said that Kirsty and Tom would have a gradual reconciliation throughout the course of 2017, leading to a very small wedding or elopement next Christmas. I was also ready to spend my time today analyzing the contrasting terms of having the power in the relationship versus having the control in the relationship, which were used respectively by Royfield and Lucy last week to describe Kirsty's position. But then Tom goes and acts like a puppy dog desperately looking for his master. First, he asks Kirsty to move in, and then when that fails, he ups the ante and asks her for her hand in marriage. I laughed and found myself searching for the correct term to describe Tom's insight into human behavior. The best I came up with is pinhead. So whom the heck knows what's going to happen with them in the next year? Overall, 
It was a week in the Archers in which we had some we had some great writing. There are a few other excellent storylines occurring as well. I also realize that every January, Brits vow to stop drinking and Americans vow to stop eating. Between the two nations, we won't survive for very long. Nonetheless, I hope to speak to you soon. With the Spoon and Angus Haggis signing out. Ladies first, Lucille. <coughs> right. I am so fed up with actually I I know I'm going to piss off half my audience but I'm sorry I am so fed up with women being required to fix men Mm. who are because they are too incompetent to recognize uh what is required of them and they just trundle along getting it wrong aren't they endearing aren't they lovely eventually crusty will end up with bloody i know everyone says she's going to end up with roy maybe she'll marry roy and then she'll fen- one way or another she was going to end up with tom and she will fix him and she will show him the error of his ways and what an idiot he is now we have rob and helen is genuinely considering you know has he seen the error of his ways i could fix him which is how she got into this bloody problem in the first place thinking she could fix him I know with his collusion, but whatever. Um, And, you know, all these blokes, you know, just sort of acting like children, just pathetic idiots. And women and Justin and Lillian, women settling all the time, not saying, no, do you know what? Do it properly or just don't do it at all. I know I'm not going to help you or bail you out. So Kirsty should not end up with Roy because that'd be settling. Yeah. No, she shouldn't. She is she is twice as intelligent as both of them together. That I'd agree with. And it's just, you know, stop using women as plot fixers. We're not saints. We're not the virgin sodding Mary. We're not everybody's therapist. Just leave us alone to get on with what we're doing. <laughs> sort your own shit out. And then when you're ready to be a grown-up and an adult, then talk to us like a grown-up adult, not like some massive child that we have to come in and fix. All right. Was that aimed at the script writers or just men in general? Everybody. Or, or the male characters yes, in the archers? Everybody contemplating having a penis, everything. All right. I didn't contemplate having a penis, but it was thrust upon me when I was inside my mother's womb. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, right. yeah. I just, it, it, well, I, it wasn't really thrust upon me. It just kind of grew, I think, after about three months. But anyway, whatever. Let, let's go back a step here, right? I'm not happy either. But I'm not happy for reasons which are different, but highly related to yours. And I think, number one, Tom's an ass, right? There is no manner of ass fuckery that that bloke has not displayed in the last week. Mm. Okay. However, I'm going to give him, and it's not the benefit of the doubt, but all I would say to my female brethren out there in terms of trying to understand how this twonk could say what he said is that Kirsty has had a three-month head start on him trying to get a head round what she's going to do. To be fair to the twonk, because I know somebody somewhere is going to be listening to this and said, Roy Field supports Tom. No, I'm, I'm every adjective, every gap after his name, I'll go the twonk, right? But to be fair to the twonk, right? He was somewhat mugged by uh, the news, 
and he is grappling with emotions also. Whereas we understand that Kirsty uh, will want to go this alone because of her recent past with the father of the child, we understand that if she then decides to have a wobble a few months in, we'll go, well, then that's hormones, or it's just the thought of parenthood and the fact that she might have to do this by herself, and we'll all understand it. All I would say is understand on one small level the emotional turmoil that Tom the Twonk might be having because he hasn't had a three-month head start on this. So let's just extend a tiny bit of humanity. Now, that's not the reason why I'm angry about this storyline. And I hope it's a red herring. And I had a rather lovely uh, drink with uh, my brother from another mother, Mr Paul Room, and his lovely missus the other day. Uh, We met up in, in London and we spent a good hour and a half in each other's company. And you know what, Lucy? What? Them pair... And I did say this to them. And I said, look, I'm not saying this to be a suck up. Right. But I've never met a more well adjusted couple in all my life, though they are peculiar. And I did say this to them. And I'm going to come back <laughs> on to the point Now they both love a ramble. And then, I, yeah. you know, they're, all, they're forever walking places, you know, with, yeah. with their boots on and with their anoraks. But anoraks rambling. We don't it, we walk Royfield. We like walking. Yeah, in the countryside, getting mud on your boots. That's called rambling, where I'm from. But anyway, but what really cracked me up. So um, they both uh, walked Tunbridge Wells uh, train station every morning and very casually said, so uh, Paul has to leave out five minutes earlier than me because I walk quite quickly. (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) <laughs> and he says, <laughs> did you not slow down <laughs> i said well don't you walk there together considering that's weekend he says oh no and he says our son he, he's another three minutes behind me because he walks so fast <laughs> and he says we enjoy our own space whilst walking oh that's and great it was absolutely great heartwarming and bizarre <laughs> in equal measure so well done the rooms <laughs> But you weirdos, but great. We but, love you. Yes. But coming back, coming back <laughs> onto this because there's a whole load of smuggery going on with with Paul Room saying I called it first, Roy, and I called it first. I said, yeah, whatever, right? But <laughs> I tell you what, I don't want. Just like, and we've said this before, and that's implied by what you've said in your your response to all of this is that the women are just too perfect. Why can't the women be a little bit kind of crappy? And why do they have to save the men, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Okay. What I do not want is for Roy to end up with Kirsty quite simply, because it's not that I've got anything against Roy, but I don't want yet another bunch of blokes fighting over a woman. That would be mm-hmm. too much. Mm. We've got the yeah. bloody Fair Brothers, we've got the Grundy yeah. Brothers. This yeah. would just be too much. And yeah. I think for that and that reason alone, I think. It is just a red herring. All this yeah. talk about Roy being so wonderful. Oh, well, he's not. He's wonderful. He's, he's dependable. He's stolid, um, you know, etc. And Kirsty may be thinking, hmm, you know, and also the fact he's now displayed a certain level of understanding and empathy because he's worked it out. You yeah. know, he does have these telepathic powers. We, we, we cannot have a third set of blokes yeah. fighting over yeah. Uh, the same woman and then a second set of blokes uh, doing reverse parenting. Yeah. 
We just can't. Yep. And for that reason, that reason alone, it cannot happen on my watch. If I am the co-host of this podcast, it will not (laughs) happen, Lucy. Because I'm telling you what. Are you listening? The BBC. This is. (laughs) We're turning into those people that write in in capital letters, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) Moaning about the bombs and everything. (laughs) I don't. I I know. I'm almost sounding like one of those fathers for justice people. You know, I'm going to be there in my my Spider Man costume. But no, come on now. You know, Kerry. I'm. I'm looking at you. So please, let's not have Roy and Tom. You know, squabbling. Yeah. And yeah. then, and Roy bringing up Tom's son, daughter, yeah. etc., yeah. etc. We've got that yeah. nonsense happening with yeah. the Grundies. Come on. Yeah. yeah. New balls, please. Yes. <laughs> well done, Freeman. But as I said, look, the man's a twonk. But come on. Let's just give him a couple of weeks to sort out his thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Yeah, well, and maybe get he them... should have taken that couple of weeks before he fucking proposed. But you know what, though? That, loose what Tom's a twonk right yeah he's just doing that he's doing that male thing is I must fix it I must fix it with the easiest no, oh, but, you know, you know, the... Oh, but loose it's not it's not right right and here's the reason why okay Tom for all his nonsense is a fundamentally decent person. Yes, he's self-centred. Yes, he, you know, at least old Tom. New Tom is, is somewhat different. That, However, this new version of new Tom is reminding us that actually he is old Tom. Okay. <laughs> but actually, his motivations actually come from a decent place. He see, he's, he's trying to be responsible. Let's mm. not forget that. He's trying to be responsible. It's not as if he's gone, you know what, Kirsty? Fuck you. Right, yeah. it, it's all up to you. Do whatever. I'm off. He hasn't said that at all. So when we say he's an idiot, which he is, let's just understand where his emotion actually comes from. It's coming actually from a place of responsibility. Mm. And actually, he does have feelings for Kirsty. And what the stupid idiot should have said is, "Let me be a part, as much part of this as possible." Mm. Um, do you want to go for a walk one day? Yeah. Yeah, but he's had parenthood thrust upon him and he's just trying to sort this all out. However, Mm. he's still an idiot. Mm. Who's next, Lucy? Jacqueline Berthaud. Oh, I love Jacqueline. around the world this is Jacqueline Better from Sanguin I wanted to make a comment about Lucy's little uh, tirade into uh, Kate's ability to make costumes I spend quite a lot of my life in front of a sewing machine or standing in front of a quilty long arm quilting machine and it's not easy and uh, people who think that if you can operate a sewing machine you can do anything it's all a load of crap uh, all credit to you, Royfield, if you did uh, CSE uh, Needlecraft, because I never even got into that class. I had to do um, uh, domestic science, it was called then, because um, I really had no idea what I was doing. But then again, my French teacher told me I'd never speak French because I was rubbish at that. So and I failed. I've uh, proved him wrong as well. Funnily enough, he was called Mr. Bates, which always makes me giggle. Um Thanks for all the great interviews and the work from Andrew Horn and uh, uh, 
um, yokel bear who didn't sound like a Dalek but did sound a bit like Darth Vader's big brother and um, good luck for everybody in uh, 2017 let's hope we have a more relaxing archers bye avec our sewing machine um, <laughs> yes you see it is difficult it is <clears throat> I got lots of I got lots of um, support from the sisterhood for, you for, did. For, for, for me saying that it's bloody difficult sewing. And they went, yes, it is. I got lots of sob stories about people who you know, made collapsing teddy bears and things like that. So, yes, it is very hard. Um, and I've forgotten what else she said because I was so pleased that she supported me about the sewing machine thing. I didn't write anything else down. Um, she, 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 did, she did mention me in there. She, she, she said that, uh, well done for me for getting CSC needlework. Oh, yes. Yeah. You would remember that bit, wouldn't you? Yeah, because it's about me. <laughs> Other than that, oh no! To be fair, to be fair, she did talk about her French teacher at school that said she'd never, she, you know, she'd never it's amount great. to anything. Yeah, yeah, and that always made a giggle. And you know, look at me now. I'm now in France. Uh, you know, conversing in yes. French. So what the hell did you know? And happy New Year, Jacqueline, and happy New Year to everybody. As they say on Just a Minute, and all our listeners around the world. (laughs) Maeve, now? Can I just say, before you delve into Maeve, there are a couple of caller in who, when they call her in her, I go, ah. Oh. And Maeve, Maeve is yeah. definitely, I just go, you yeah. know, because Maeve called in on the first uh, ever show. So that's, that's what I always think when Maeve calls in. Anyway. Hello, hello, Royfield. Hello, Lucy. Hello, everybody. It's Maeve here. I'm in a big press. I want to give some of my plot predictions for 2017. Um, Lillian and Justin, oh, I don't know, maybe that'll drone on. Um, it is nice to see uh, an older couple, <clears throat> well, older than me, um, having a sex life, uh, or what passes for a sex life in Ambridge, or Lillian really, which is just lots of gin drinking and guffawing, and um, and Justin wearing, um, I don't know, red cords. Um, so that's Justin and Lillian, they'll kind of limp on. Um, the baby, Kirsty's baby, oh my God, who would have thought? I could say, yeah, I called it, but I didn't. So my prediction for that is, is uh, Pat will just become unbearable. Uh, she'll try and take over everything. Um, there'll be a bit of a drama in June. Uh, I don't know what's happening in June, kind of uh, politically or whatever, but something something big will happen. And there'll be a drama about the birth, because uh, there always is. And uh, yeah, it'll just be... Um, I don't know. I think. I think maybe. Maybe. Ah. Maybe if there's a DNA test, maybe Tom isn't the father. God. Oh. Let's hope. Um. Pip and Toby. Oh God. I reckon. You know, all these crappy trips to Brighton. I think. I don't think he's got another child. Um. I really don't think so. I think he's on some kind of a tag. Um. Or some kind of community service where he's got to go and um. I don't know into some kind of a home and wipe people's arses for the weekend. Um. I don't know. Um. But that yawn on. Um, and I say yawn because I am bored to death with it already. Um, 
The other thing I think actually what might happen is, talking of pregnancies, is um, maybe Debbie's pregnant with Doc Locke's baby. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Um, my other prediction is uh, Rob will try something horrendous. Um, Yahoo Susan, by the way. Yes, go girl. Um, Rob will try something horrendous with the children and it will end as some kind of, oh, maybe it'll end in some kind of a siege um, with Kirsty in labour, trapped with Rob and the two children in um, Blossom. Um, cottage or wherever I don't know anyways it'll all end horribly um, let's hope uh, not too horribly though because and, and please not not really many more stressful um, storylines this year please with Brexit and Trump and all that kind of shite I'm not sure whether I could actually cope with uh, another Helen Rob uh, scenario this year because uh, you know real life is really kind of shit at the moment and uh, kind of we want a bit of cheering up on the radio but not a Grundy comedy scene please um, oh finally I think Joe will die uh, the series gotta die it's gotta go it's gotta go I think it'll involve Bartleby um, and a ferret and um yeah, maybe, maybe Bartleby falls on him and crushes him and the ferret eats him. Um, I don't know. Anyway, let's hope. Anyway, I'll be listening to Kerry Davis and maybe weave some of those stories into your plot lines. Anyway, everybody, um, Happy New Year, uh, 2017 and all that shite. And uh, yeah, see you soon. Bye-bye. Uh, mm, interesting plot predictions, Maeve. I think... <laughs> They're bonkers. We can actually move on. After picking a row. Saying how wonderful this is. <laughs> She's obviously been on Maybe the wacky also, backy. Not everybody can be pregnant. Debbie's mm. not pregnant because she's got... And mind you, I said this last time and I am aware. I've just said it again, which means Debbie will be will be pregnant with triplets within the week. Mm. But she's going back to Hungary, so it would be a pretty shitty storyline if she is. Um... Crusty is not going to go into labour trapped in a siege situation with Rob at Blossom Hill Cottage because nobody lives at Blossom Hill Cottage. Uh, least of all, Rob. Yet. Um, yes. Uh, but the tag and the community service for... She, she talked about um, yeah. Rex. Uh, mm. Toby, that's why he has Toby, to go back. Yeah. In Bro- to Brighton. But yeah. would that be at the weekend? Well, you said to me, because I've said this way back when, and then you said, and you sounded like you knew what the hell you were talking about. You said... But that's but, what I do, you see. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, and well, I that, don't. Well, that's so middle class of you. And because I'm just fundamentally working class, I go, well, that sounds intelligent. Posh girl knows. That's <laughs> <what> that's... <laughs> You're using your middle class privilege over me. It's like bamboozling me with your accent there. It's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's saying but she's waking a waitress bag and her mouth is moving therefore <laughs> well to me it sounds it kind of sounds like um community service but i know nothing about that as a i was going to say as an industry it's not an industry but, but as, as a thing Christ him mm-hmm. and community service is a regular thing isn't it it's a thing. Well, you, you, that that's true. You that that is ring, true. You ring you at the last but, minute and say, right, come on, do it now. Mm, you know, you, you and, kind of... mm, and you'd think that Rex would know the reason why. And he would say it to Rex and it'd be a surprise to Rex that he was going as well. Why hasn't Rex dobbed him in yet? Because Rex... But Rex, Rex doesn't... Huge, like, he couldn't wait to tell him that his dad was withholding the money and all that you know could he? he was like oh you don't sound very bothered um mm. so you know surely he would have he would have had t-shirts printed by now if toby had got another family or he'd got you know he'd got a bloody t- and if he had an t- electronic tag she'd know because it'd be on his leg mm. well he hasn't got a tag no 
And because also, um, wouldn't David would who who caught him in the buff? Oh, it was Josh, wasn't it? Yeah, Josh would have seen his tag too. Yeah, so he ain't got a tag. But right here and now, I'm still not not that bothered about Brighton. To be fair, and it better be a good reveal when it is revealed. Because yeah. if it is yeah. just community yeah. service or he's knocked some woman up over there and he's going to see his kid, I ain't going to be happy. I'm expecting something. You've got, you have got a big list of, of wants now from the Archers team, haven't well, you? Well, yes. You know what, Lucy? I've devoted... Is, is, Luce, is, is of Luce, Brown's demands. Luce, Luce. Yeah. I've devoted 33 years of my life to this thing. I yeah. think I deserve to have some proper plot twists which are totally unexpected. But they're not expect- unexpected to you because you've already listed what you don't want. <laughs> no, exactly. Limited things that can happen. Mm. You know, when my daughter, I've just remembered something, when my daughter first started going to um, to preschool at her yep. primary school, she came home one day and she said, oh, you know, my friend, da, 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 whose name I won't say. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. And she said, she's so lucky. Her daddy's got a tag. <laughs> I said, oh, and thought, A, I'm really sure I shouldn't know that. B, the child should not be telling everybody in nursery that her daddy's on a tag. And it's not that great, really. So it was quite, <laughs> quite difficult to know how to deal with that, really. But you know Don't what, though? I think there is some level of parenting skill which has gone into that. You know, the Mummy, why has Daddy got that big thing wrapped round his uh, round his ankle? It's because he has, you know, lied, defrauded, yeah. robbed somebody blind, and he's paying his debt back to society. Now you can't really explain that back to no. um, a child of what three or four, <laughs> can you? So no. for him to say, well, oh, it's because Her Majesty says that Daddy's so special. She wants to know where he's <laughs> at any point. <laughs> Now, that works for me if I'm a three or four year old. Oh, my daddy's very special. The Queen needs to know where he's at any time. <laughs> like Jake Bond. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the end of the calls. Really? So we have an email. Oh, fantastic. I love an email, me. It's from Cosmo. Now, Cosmo. You sounded is like to... you were disappointed when you. Cosmo is playing the Fair Brethren Woe Is Me card. Hi, Cosmo here, near Cancun, struggling with poor Wi Fi and a cold. Now, I would have had some sympathy about the poor Wi-Fi and the cold. Not so much the whole Cancun bit, really. Anyway, in the light of the rejection by the village, it seems robbers had the, the third time of being given Alan's advice has heard it. I challenge the production team. Oh, he's channeling you. I challenge the production team to avoid a personality transfer, transfer fairy and to take time over five or more years to show with help and probably off-air counselling Offer counselling. He can become a good father to Jack and eventually prove himself respected member of the community. His bad ways not forgiven, but that he demonstrates and proves his rebuilt personality. No, not going to happen because NPD people can't change. Anyway, O T O H, which I've just worked out is on the other hand. Mm-hmm. Tom had a ooh a something. When he came back, oh, personality transfer fairy moment. When he came back from Canada and on Friday reverted to being a witless idiot. He needs to prove to Kirsty he is Mr. Dependable and blew it in about 10 seconds. Never mind. I bet he delivers the baby I predicted. Oh, yes. All right. You predicted it, Cosmo. By then, Kirsty would have married Roy. No, wrong. Anyway, Cosmo. Right. Um, 
there is something I quite. Give us a baby, there is going to be some bollocks about that. Well, right. It'll be in the bloody reed bed. They'll both be covered in poo, delivering the bollocks. Anyway. Let's put bollocks just to one side, just okay. for now. Right. Yep. Hoik them out, mate. Now, I think there is something potentially quite interesting happening uh, with Rob, and um, obviously he is slowly but surely being normalised. In that, you know, you know, he hasn't. Hear me out. 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 We all complained three months ago or so. Why wasn't he drummed out of the village? Yeah. Yeah. We said, "Cool, oh, come on." You know, Susan would have been drumming up petitions in in the, in the shop, etc., etc. All of that has been somewhat delayed. However, and and I could be wildly wrong here. We have the situation whereby he has gainful employment from Damara, and we understand the reasons why now, right? It made no sense if you thought that uh, Justin was. Um, a regular businessman, so to speak, but he—it he, is about power, and it's about, and it, and it's ultimately about control. And we see then the pattern of uh, of Rob in his appointment of Charlie Thomas, in that here is somebody who people dislike, he can ruthlessly go off and do my bidding. However, I have uh, my benevolent side as well, which I then uh, you know display <laughs> to the village. Now. With Rob, um, he actually is doing less and less um, in the show. And I think interestingly last week, he actually did say to Helen, um, I'm not going to contest the divorce. And I know many people on the Twitter said, well, why would he contest it anyway? And said money, because he wants a payoff. Right? And that's the only way it made any kind of sense. Because if you're going to drag people through uh, to the courts and with ex- extra legal fees for the divorce, then you just as well just to say, look, this is things going to cost me 15K in terms of legal fees or 30K or 45K, whatever the heck, I'll give you half, just F off. Right. Mm-hmm. But he, he interestingly turned around and said, I'm not going to contest this. The, you know, and we also had the scene whereby... Alan goes to see him last week after he's had the blow up at the shop. But he was in his home and he had also, you know, he just kind of shrunk. And um, Alan said to him, what's up with you? And he says, I think I've got the flu. So you can see that the whole of the village is giving him utterly the cold shoulder. Where's the button girls writing, writing stuff on his car? Or it's Elizabeth just running away from him in the pub. And Kenton you know, kind of having to kind of serve him. But he knows he's got nobody. The only way which he exercises any kind of uh, power or respect is actually in his job. I think what's going to happen with him is that if there's any going to be, if there's going to be any psychological um, explanation of Rob, Rob's mood, it's actually going to be through Alan. Alan is going to be Rob's link with, with, with the rest of the village. And we've seen the toll that it actually has on Alan. And that um, possibly if he is going to do something whereby he's going to try and top himself or go missing, you're going to have Alan basically say to himself, what does he say about me? I haven't done my job. Um, I should be there for all members of the community, etc., etc." And what I mean by normalising Rob is that he's going to hang around. But... He's not going to, um, he's kind of, norm- normalise is the wrong word, but his interactions with Helen are going to be 
just about zero and he's kind of come to terms with that i I agree with you with somebody with his psychological disorder he's not going to be an upstanding citizen in five ten fifteen years time citizen stroke father that's not going to happen but he's going to be that slightly malevolent um odor in the village that everybody kind of ignores I think that's what's going to happen with Rob. I thought he would have been written out ages ago. We all thought at Christmas he was going to top himself or something. It was going to be, you know, he was going to run off with Giddy Jack. That hasn't happened. And actually, in some ways, he's actually come to terms with it. He he is going to his um, prescribed meetings uh, to see to see Giddy Jack. Yes, he has um, tried to overstep the mark a little in terms of um, a letter. And I'm going on to yesterday's, uh, and I do apologise to people. Yesterday's episode, Uh, but actually, you know, he's not doorstepping anybody anymore. And and I think what about the abuse of everybody in the shop? Yeah, but but this is what I'm coming to that. I think this is his Nadir, so to speak. I think this is I think this is as bad as it gets, and he realizes that it doesn't matter with him going walking into the bull and saying, "Can I buy you a drink?" No one will ever drink with him. No mm. one will serve him. But his one avenue of personal uh, validation of worth is his job, and then yeah. he can lord it over Adam. And threaten him with the contracts being taken away, and 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 I think that is going to be our interaction with Rob going forward, and yeah. then you know on a professional front, and then on an emotional. When we just need the commentary as to how he's feeling, he's going to go to go to Alan. Yeah, I think that's it. And then there'll be the odd scene with him and Justin, where Justin says, "Right, so I need these people to do X and Y and Z." Rob, go make it happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. And that's what I mean by normalising him. He's going to mm-hmm. have a much less less of a role in the village. No one will talk to him. No one will deal with him. He will put up with it and like it because of Giddy Jack. So he won't do his normal Rob thing, which is to go and leave. Like, as, um, as Jess said uh, in the trial... They went to America. He went and went and left. Or was it Canada? He went. He, he always gets kind of turfed out of places, but he can't go anywhere because, though he has a very warped and distorted view of love, he he does care about his son. And tellingly, Alan said, "You are going to have to change because of Jack." I was going to call him mm-hmm. Gideon then, and I think that's what's going to happen. Not that he can change, but he's not going to go anywhere. But we're going to hear much less of him. Mm. Right then, shall we? Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, I have a little advertisement break. Yes. All right, let's do that. Come back other side with Millie Bell because we missed her. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in, um, in a classroom for a year. And... Awesome. Yeah. Um, for me, I... Well, and I think the reason that I somehow managed to, to win in the end is that, for me, it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together. Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday 15, which you can get, of course, from a podcatcher of your choice. Good day, everyone. Well, despite the fact that our website has been down... We have had a lot of activity on the forum, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's been discussion about the possibility of a paywall to help us with our website and the problems we've been having. Uh, Fiona Powell started a discussion about the pantomime costumes. Mike Hashem with his 2016 character statistics. Uh, Claire Asprey is creating some top trumps. I'm not sure what they are, but that seems like a lot of fun. Samantha Dean has been talking about Rob's journey to Damascus and Dusty Substances also started one on Radio Verite. I just wanted to bring your attention to a uh, new drop-down in our, for, uh, in our website, which includes the statistics. And the statistics are a lot of fun to go back and look at. And they may surprise you. They certainly surprise me. I think Toby's in it every day, but apparently he's not. What do I know? And on our Facebook page, uh, it's been really, really busy. And I won't go over everything that we've been discussing because it's kind of almost three weeks, really, now. Uh, but we've been, we had a lovely conversation with each other, uh, wishing each other from all over the world uh, a happy new year, which was just lovely to remind ourselves about how far our community spreads. Um, I was also, I, I refuse to believe the Christmas pregnancy revelation in advance um, against Roy Phil's insistence. And, uh, of course, I was wrong. <laughs> so I wondered how many others were like me and just digging their heels in and saying, no, 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 this is too obvious, can't be the case. Uh, Leslie Greaves said, I knew but was hoping against hope there wouldn't be such a corny storyline 
also that Kirsty wouldn't be such a bloody idiot. I think that was actually my thing, not that I didn't want there to be a pregnancy, but I'm like, she's too smart. Surely none of us, not unprotected. Uh, Rachel Kennedy said there was the inability to learn her lines. I don't know what's wrong with me this year. The sudden interest in babies and parenting, then the clincher of the camembert tartlet. It was hardly a surprise. Uh, I thought that was there to fool us, Rachel. I was wrong. Uh, Marion Fenton said I was a couple of days behind when the spoiler was put up on the BBC page. I couldn't help sniggering to myself after thinking, surely not Lillian. <laughs> so many more in that vein. Uh, some of us didn't uh, predict it. Many of you did. One said about Tracy Horobin as an Archer's regular. And Sarah Woods Rockle said it was a revelation to me that she's actually hot. I've had to completely change my mental image of her since Johnny and Tom raved about her appearance with gusto. The tracksuit and top knot I'd envisaged was clearly very wrong. And um, I think I may have had a similar view to you, Sarah. So, uh, yeah, well, there you go. We, and, and people can change their appearance and look more. And you can see me moving my fingers to do uh, speech marks here. Hot. Uh, and uh, Witherspoon has some very good advice uh, for Roy on that issue, which you need to go and read on our Facebook page. Uh, we There was also a long discussion about how um, Helen should handle Rob's birthday card present, and basically we're all going to chuck it back at him, but um, a great little uh, thread there, so please go uh, look at that if you are interested. Um, and I must admit, I'm a little bit over uh, Rex and Toby uh, bickering. I'm just done. And if they were my kids I would basically say to them look either get along or just don't talk to each other because you really drive me nuts uh, again Sarah Woods Rockle honestly I don't care enough about either I'm not sure why never felt this way before about Archer's characters but I suspect it has something to do with a the scriptwriters continually having to remind us of various bits of their backstory Toby's character b Toby's character being way too useless and self-centered to feel authentic and see that all too often their presence in a story seems forced and against the natural flow of the story do you know Sarah you have just summed that up so beautifully for me that is exactly now you've said it that is exactly what annoys me too uh, we had a post about the Archer stats being up and it looks as though that's actually quite popular so thank you for uh, getting those stats up for us uh, we put up a post about the, the Archers being nominated for three awards in the BBC Audio Drama Awards of, for 2017. And then there was a great little discussion about teaching twins to drive at the same time. And is that a good idea? So I have to go because I've got nine seconds. Have a great new year. I'm on holiday for a week. I'll see you next time. Hooroo! Millie Belt, we didn't half miss you. Thank you for being back. And don't have to apologize to me for, for sending things in early just as long as we've got you millie <laughs> now uh juicy loose hashtag the arches tweets of oh, the before last... we do that we oh. need to make an announcement the Ooh. academic archers conference is, is that if you the thing that hash... i told you that we needed to to, uh, to yes, announce so i'm doing it all right oh and then and we have a banner on there you know do we oh excellent yeah um the Academic Archers Conference. If you search for hashtag Academic Archers on the yep. Twitter or find Academic Archers on the Book of Face, mm. uh, you will find the event that's happening in Lincoln at the University of Lincoln, Brayford Pool, LN670S uh, on the 17th to the 19th of February. Tickets are available now. Uh, a group of uh, academics from um, 
across the country and Archers fans talk about uh, aspects of, well, yeah, different academic subjects you, through the medium of the Archers. It's very funny and very interesting. All right. So go to and um and it was Freya Jarman who's uh, yes. basically been uh, telling us to get involved and to publicize it and we I'll put a banner on there and I'll help you guys out just do it Royfield and I completely forgot to do this in December <laughs> and I need shooting but at least uh, we've managed to get in there before well, we couldn't have done it conference. in December because the site was down for most of it anyway well we still put out podcasts though didn't we that's true mm. sorry Freya yep sorry Oh, she's lovely. And she sent me a most interesting and awesome map um, about the history of Europe because she knows a lot, a little bit of uh, map porn. Oh, by the way, somebody sent me a tweet on the Twitters asking for the link for uh, the uh, preponderance of blonde hair map that I talked about with Tim Bentink. I've completely forgotten who the heck it was and I can't be fussed to go through um, a shed load of tweets. Feel free to tweet me after hearing this and saying it was me, you idiot, and I'll, and I'll send you the link. Chunk! Chunk is the word of the day. <laughs> um, can we have some now hashtag tweets, Luce? Yes, I'm just thinking about what you said about Rob. I don't think I think you're right. Oh, go on. Disagree with me. I sort of get what you mean, but I don't... And I could see how in in storyline terms that would make sense. Mm. And I suppose that's really how I should think about things and not in this insane, it's real way. But mm. there's a there's something about Rob. Rob does not give up. Rob cannot read a room. He cannot understand emotion. He can't empathise. All he knows is what he wants. And he kind of will it's like water you know water gets everywhere it mm. will get where it wants to go somehow it'll find a crack somewhere it'll find a little hole or a gap or something and it will just power through and none of the stuff that's coming out of his mouth do i believe i don't believe a word of what he says to alan i don't believe a word he lives entirely in the moment so what he thinks in the moment no 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 i, I loose I, I i hear you actually what he says to alan is his truth so you can't yes yeah yes. it's his is his truth yeah right? at that time so but i don't think but the that... one thing i'd say about rob right is and you're completely right um he's displayed all these different types of behaviors before in the past mm -hmm. right and lepers never changed their spots yada 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 he's never been a father before and for whatever reason right this is not going to be the redeeming of him so before somebody but when, then when he wasn't sure whether or not ethan was his he wasn't fussed about Ethan at all. That's a fair point, right? That is a very fair point. It's giving me pause for thought, right? It's Helen. But, it's but, because somebody said no to him. But, but it isn't... Mm, uh, listen, uh, there is probably a whole dollop of that, right? But no one is disputing that he isn't the biological father of Jack. Jack. Helen isn't. He is. The court says he is. Right, and they've regulated uh, the amount of contact he can have with his offspring because of his nasty, brutish behaviour. Okay, and considering that he really sees himself as having no family worth talking about, he begrudgingly spends any time with his mother, hates his father, and obviously something's happened between him and his brother. 
this is the only thing keeping him it no this is the one of the two things keeping him in ambridge Mm. it's his child and the fact that he has a job with high status Mm. he's a sniveling toad right and somebody wrote somewhere i can't remember if it was on the forum about you know the fact that he can um kind of empathize with justin because they're both country you know country gentlemen in that they go shooting and uh, you know and uh, hunting etc but but if Justin was uh, a Matt Crawford and a self-made man, he'd still toady up to him because yeah. this person has power and whatever. Yeah. yeah, These two things, I believe, will keep him around. And also, there is a third reason to keep him around, which has got nothing to do with the actual storylines per se. It's the fact that the, who, whoever the casting director was who recruited him recruited a blinding actor. And they want to keep it in their back pocket that uh, that something can happen in the future. Logic would have dictated with the storyline that we had that he would have been exit stage left. There was nowhere for him to go. But somehow, somehow they've said to themselves, well, look, he's such a brilliant actor. And mm. there are going to be l- legitimate life stages in and Jack's life where he might turn around and say you know who is my father who is he really I want to be with my father etc etc and you've got this trump card you know pun pun intended you've got this trump card Mm. in that Rob can just be just be there you know so I think it's because the third reason why he's going to stay around is because he's just an amazing actor and he just acted out of his skin and they said we we let this person go at our peril really now can we have these bloody tweets? Yes. Thank God for that. Um, I'm going to the radio. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you again. I'm going to the Radio 4 Drama Awards, I think. You always, and, every year you throw that in my face. I know. Throw, throw, throw. And um, th- uh, they're up for two awards. I think Helen, um, uh, Louisa thing, Petitia is up for act best performance. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the storyline is up for best best drama thing or something like that well it's but, got to uh, win hasn't it yeah it really has there is no I said, way I said some... to Kerry once, mm. why why don't why isn't the archers up for why don't you do the drama awards every year and he said because we'd win everything all the time <laughs> with customary uh, Kerry uh effusion which made me laugh we mm. would win everything all the time <laughs> did i tell you that i met him for a drink last week no but he did did he what did he say he said he met you for a drink last week. Oh, that oh, was very lovely. Yes, mm. he is very lovely. Isn't he, he? he chatted on Did at he? a lovely That's pub good. in Sturchley, which is where Jack Woolley was from. Which I, I, if I knew it, I'd forgotten. Yeah, Sturchley. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right now, should we do tweets of the week? What kind of back channels of communication do you and Kerry have? that I get mentioned in dispatches and, and you don't tell me unless <laughs> I just happen to say to you, did you know that? And of course, you know, uh, what's going on here? Pillow talk. Let's move this conversation off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Tweets of the week. Come on, let's do them. <laughs> John Porter, pine mm. a pint. Disgraceful. But the fact that the button girls can spell psychopathic misogynist is tribute <laughs> to the <whole> system. <laughs> Dickie Wood had um uh <laughs> tom talking to clearly talking to somebody uh, um after the proposal no really mate it's just a slow burner she was coming round to it towards the end i think 
Jane Wilson mm. had say yes Kirsty then don't show up to the wedding hashtag petty <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought actually uh, Mrs Trellis said hi Kirsty hi Tom I've just popped round to make a complete arse of myself is that okay fill your boots Tom <laughs> <laughs> and my favourite subtle bloody genius um this was, do you know, you remember the last appearance we had from from Alistair when he had to deal with that unfortunate complaint in the mm. ram? Yeah. It's Archer's goddess who had, Alistair, it's Ed, can you come? Same as before, only this time it's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Oh, great. Well, you know what? I feel that I've ranted on so much that I best wrap this up in double quick time. Lucy V. Oh, Freeman. All right, then, so dumdydum.com it's back up go there all the people that have helped us get uh, get it back up well, we thank you and uh, long may you continue to support us but dumdydum.com go there it's got shops, it's got a forum got everything it's smashing and super and one day we'll actually get round to um, properly upgrading the site but I think right here and now we need to just make sure that the domain remains up and on the interwebs hmm one of the great the things of your domain <laughs> ha 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 well, I'm obviously not the master of my own domains that I bought. And the House of Bajani's were. But anyway, um, one of the great things about Dungeon.com, you can go there and you can become a member of Tractor. You go onto our map. It's a whole map of the world. It knows kind of where you are-ish. Don't worry, don't worry about, you know, your privacy and the security and whatever. You don't pin your ma- yourself to exactly the street where you live but just in the general kind of I locale. I think I put myself in the middle of Epping Forest haven't Yeah I? and then you disguised yourself by calling yourself dumdydum.com just to put people even did more I? off the oh, scent. Oh no 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 that yes, wasn't you me. Did. That was that you. Was, it was totally no, you. That, totally you. No it was it was me. We had me, a conversation about it. Really? It was my Yes because I can't get it off. Every time I go on Twitter it thinks I'm the whole of Dumpty Dum. I can't explain mm. it. Anyway never mind. Well whatever. Right so you tried to cover your tracks and anyway, that's me, chaps. The one waving at you from the middle of Epping Forest. That'll be good. Me. So, Tractor. Mm. And I said we were going to talk about clusters. But the whole point is, folks, you go on there and you say, I live approximately here. And then you can see other people who are on social media that kind of live close by. Maybe you don't even know them. Sometimes maybe you do. It could even be your husband or your wife. But let's say that you don't know them. Then you can contact them and then you can do dumby dum type stuff. Or if and... you're the rooms, you should probably talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> while you're all walking to the station two steps behind each other <laughs> in the spirit of dum-de-dumness via tractor there's a dum-de-dum meetup on thursday the 12th of january at 6 p.m at the tyneside bar cafe it's the... this thursday so get a move on yes yeah yeah and and if you don't know where that is the tyneside cinema and you're in uh, the northeast it's at 10 pilgrim street newcastle upon tyne ne16qg so uh get your backside along there and you can talk about the archers rob's terrible going on uh tom's twonkness and kirsty's pregnantness and dum-de-dum if you if you really want to and that's all because of tractor now everybody knows we've had a whole load of problems recently um having our site up keeping it up oh you know what <laughs> you sound like a middle-aged man here i've got I problems know. keeping it up getting it up i can get it up we, we can get it up we just can't keep it up for any yes, it... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we've had a big meal or a bit tired you know what it's somewhat yep. apt for a show which the fan base is fundamentally middle-aged but anyway <laughs> 
you can maybe help lubricate our path back to <laughs> an... <laughs> back to uh, keeping our site up folks um there's a couple of ways of which this can be done you can do it by going onto our site and maybe hitting our uh, donate button and uh, a few people are, are doing that and that's kind of great or you can donate by going on to patreon.com now we have some new patreons don't we lucy we do mm-hmm. and uh, these are new patrons who've come on in the last two months and i think this is everybody so we're just going to thank you in particular so genevieve gorski parker helen finlayson stephen simpson amy ross alison fahey rachel i thomas norman driscoll and sarah humphreys thank we... you very very much Japs. thank you thank you thank you indeed we also beg you for itunes reviews and those slowed down a, a treat recently and i suppose it hasn't helped if we haven't had a website up or anything but anyway <laughs> um itunes reviews are important you know the reasons why we had two new ones in the last month uh both from blighty we had reviews from uh casmos and our very own dusty substances now folks this show relies upon you to get in contact with us um and to do that, you can uh, send us a voice message via SpeakPipe by going onto dumdydum.com or you can call us on 0203-031-3105 to leave us a message from your telephone. That can be your mobile or your house phone or even your, your work phone, as long as your boss doesn't know. Um, on social media, you can find us by hitting us up on Twitter. Specifically, we are at dumdydum. Me, I'm at Royfield. Harriet is at Sandbridges. And I am at Lucy V. Freeman. On the Book of Face, we have 1,500 like a lurkers. Why don't you Ooh. join them if you're not there already by simply typing in Dumbly Dum? Were you about to say something? No. Oh, I thought you went, oh, like you. Like I did. You... I'm excited because we've got 1,500 like a lurkers. Well, I don't think we actually have, but I'm just rounding up now. Oh. <laughs> Which reminds me. Guess how many yes. dumdy dums we've done now, Lucy? Um, Not you and I personally, but like just how many dumdy dums there have been. Um, well, we did our hundredth one, didn't we? Yes. So, and how long ago was that? That ooh, might give you a little bit of a hint as to what number. One hundred and fifty. I've got no. Well idea, done. We're at, this is one hundred and fiftieth. Wow. Yep. <gasps> God. Yeah. Blimey. Well done, us. Well, well done, us. us. Who'd have thought the arches would have lasted so long? I know. Amazing, really. <laughs> have you got anything to say to our wonderful listeners before we say goodbye? Uh, They're sorry all for from coughing. all over the world, you know. Well, I know. for the most part, your coughs won't make the edit. Oh, good. Yeah, because I can do that. I can cut them out. Excellent. That's all right. So then. you've got nothing case, to say. I have then. nothing to say. Great. Me either, actually. <laughs> Should we shut up then? Yep. I'll go and put me a uh, cottage pie in the oven then. They say the price of my war's not a price that they're willing to pay. Insane. You cheat with the French, now I'm fighting with France and with Spain. I'm so blue. I thought that we made an arrangement when you went away You were mine to subdue Well, even despite our estrangement I've got a small query for you
What comes next? You've been freed. Do you know how hard it is to lead? You're on your own. Awesome! Wow! Do you have a clue what happens now? Oceans rise, empires fall. It's much harder when it's all your call. All alone across the sea. When your people say they hate you, don't come crawling back to me. Da 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 da. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh.